Justice Sak Yaqub was born on the 3rd of March 1948 at Verulam, north of Durban. He became blind as a toddler after contracting meningitis. Despite all odds, Justice Sak Yaqub rose to become a key player in South Africa's struggle for freedom. He recalls the early days of apartheid at Durban's Arthur Blacksall School for the Blind in 1956. I was born in Verulam, if people don't know, a place about 20 kilometers north of Durban. That's where we were born. I was born. I grew up there until when I was eight years old when I went to a boarding school, the Arthur Blacksall School for the Blind, as it was then called. I was there for 11 years, matriculated there, and then went off to university. So that was more or less how it went. I became blind when I was 16 months old. So I don't remember seeing at all. Okay. What my parents tell me is that after I had a bout of meningitis uh, when I was 16 months old, I kept knocking into a table and that, when, that was when they realized that something was afoot. Living under the oppressive laws of the apartheid regime was a burden, but even more so for non-white children with disabilities. Just to give you an idea of apartheid and disability, the first school for white kids was started in Worcester in 1880. The first school for colored blind kids was started in Athlone in 1936. The first school for Indian blind kids was started in 1955. I went there in 1956. The first one for African blind kids was started in 1968. What that means is I was very lucky. It means that if the school for Indian blind children had been started in 1968, I would not have been educated at all. So I just made it, in a sense, by the skin of my teeth. And then, after matriculating in 1966, oh, I did take part in the Jan Hofbeer speech contest mm-hmm. and won it, actually. Being blind throughout his life, Justice Jakob faced many adversities. But how did he overcome the challenges? I don't know. I don't remember seeing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'd be like if I could see. One thing is certain. The one biggest disadvantage of blindness is that you can only read as fast as your fingers can run over a page or as fast as somebody can talk. So you could look at a 10-line email in like half a second and you'll know what it says, right? I'll have to have the 10-line email read to me and that takes a much longer time. Justice Jakob completed his Bachelor of Law degree at the University College, now known as the University of KwaZulu-Natal, in the 1970s, majoring in English and private law. He was involved in many clubs and societies at university. He was also at the forefront of activities and negotiations that culminated in the first elected Students' Representative Council. Politics being a natural progression for Jakob, He was a member of the executive of the Natal Indian Congress from 1981 to 1991 before joining the ANC. It started in a fairly natural kind of way. I went to university in 1967. I was young, I was 19. I got exposed to the socialist and communist factions at the university. I started studying things like Marx and Marcuse and so on. In the process of that, was asked to join the underground of the African National Congress, a wing of which existed at university. So when I was 19, it was like a wonderful thing to do, join the underground of an organization. And then slowly one began to get more and more committed and so on. But that's how it really started, started as a student. You would imagine that a university would be an amazing hunting ground for ANC underground people, isn't it? I, I think every university had an underground wing of the ANC. One of Justice Jakob's fond memories is the day 
that the late former President Nelson Mandela was released from prison on the 11th of February 1990. When he was released, I was, I was in practice in Durban. I was still a member of the underground of, of the African National Congress. I was involved in all kinds of talks about how we were going to negotiate with the government. I was busy studying the constitutions of other countries and constitutionalism because we knew at the time that negotiations were, were to start. We knew around 1988 already that negotiations were going to start and the ANC was pretty on top of things in those days. All of us lawyers in the country were instructed to start studying constitutions and look at constitutional models and so on and so on. Yakub is forthright and direct, pointing out several apartheid prosecutors who unfairly handled matters of black South Africans. He says the injustices of the apartheid regime helped shape him as a man and inspire his career. Well, what shaped my career really is my democratic leanings. So my democratic leaning meant that I was able to do cases which many of my colleagues would not do. I did cases for the African National Congress. I did cases for the struggle for democracy. Oddly enough, I also did many, many third-party cases where people were injured in motor collision cases. Those I did on the basis that I got money only if I won. But what happened was that it was taking part in these sorts of cases for which I got no money, which gave me the exposure and which made people realize that uh, I could manage my affairs in court and so on. I became quite popular as a result of doing these African National Congress-type cases for free. During his tenure at the bar, he advocated for equality at their highest court in the land. Yakub, who had been the former justice of the Constitutional Court of South Africa, was appointed to the bench in 1998 by Mandela. Oh, that was just absolutely awesome. To have that amount of power and to exercise it, to Ten other people just humbles one, actually, and makes one uh, cautious, and makes one determined to leave no stone unturned in ensuring that you exercise that power properly. Being blind on the bench has posed its own set of challenges, challenges that Justice Yakub was able to overcome with the help of technology. It was a challenge in the sense that I had to do a lot of reading. So it took me a long time. I, mean, I, I worked when I was on the bench for 19, 20 hours a day to get on top of my work because there was lots to read and, as you know, reading was very difficult. But I was a very spoiled person, the most spoiled blind person in the world. I had a Braille printer at my disposal that every bit of material could be printed in Braille for me. I had a computer which talked to me at my disposal. I had a refreshable Braille note thing at my disposal where I could write Braille and so on and so on. I suppose the country spent half a million rand on equipment and so on when I went to the court. Justice Jakob retired in 2013, but even after his retirement, he plays an active role in empowering communities around him. There isn't much spare time. I'm the ombud of the University of Durban Westville. I'm the president of the Natal Blind and Deaf Society. I am a member of the board of Section 27. I'm a member of the board of the Social and Economic Rights Institute, which brings all sorts of applications to court on behalf of poor people. I'm also a member of the National Youth Orchestra, helping youth to develop musical things. So I have a great deal to do, and I do it properly.